Welcome to the Daily Horror Habit Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Krieger, bringing you daily reviews of current and classic horror movies for your twisted pleasure. Be aware that these reviews and discussions may include spoilers. And as always, I hope you enjoy. Everyone has a past. I know I do. What? Let's just say... Not boring. Yeah, it's you. I'm not famous. Rex. Rex. Rex Cohen. Well, at least, not on purpose. I talk to myself. How much do you think they get for these, by the way? <laughs> and I've been known to overreact. <laughs> so, trying to escape my hell of a past only landed me somewhere much, much, much. paper, Bloody Hell is actually bloody difficult to describe to someone. Part heist movie, part cannibal comedy, part prison drama, and part Finnish fable, Bloody Hell's narrative touches upon so many plot beats that you'd assume this would be to its detriment. But then you'd be doubting the creative duo of director Alistair Grierson and writer Robert Benjamin's creative and hilarious cannibalism horror comedy. Coming to video on demand platforms on January 14th, Bloody Hell is a bloody wild horror comedy that plunges a man looking for a fresh start directly into hell. Hell in this case being a long-term stay in Finland. After stopping a bank robbery, former soldier Rex, played by Ben O'Toole, is mysteriously imprisoned despite his perceived heroic actions. Fast forward to the time of his release and he's met with predatory paparazzi following him and the public who are split on whether he's a hero or not. Desperate to escape his newfound notoriety, Rex decides to flee to Finland for a fresh start. Though upon arriving, his fresh start is interrupted when he's suddenly kidnapped and wakes up in a dingy basement tied to a meat hook. And that's just the start to Rex's troubles. Rex quickly learns that he's being held captive by an insane Finnish family with a penchant for human flesh, and he needs to free himself lest he wishes to end up on their chopping block. At face value, Bloody Hell's premise is straightforward enough, but it's the twisting narrative avenues adventures down and a fantastic lead performance that makes this a standout from other horror comedies. The reason the film's numerous genre influences are threaded together as well as they are is thanks to Grierson being able to match Benjamin's zany but determined writing with a variety of film styles. From freeze frames to added emphasis to jokes or handheld action to make the film's intro bank heist pop, the tones and influences are melded into one cohesive package, rather than an awkward smorgasbord of ideas and tones. Though, truth be told, if it weren't for the fantastic life force of the film Ben O'Toole as the morally gray character Rex, Bloody Hell might have succumbed to the weight of its ambitious scope. Early on we view Rex as a hero, but the further down the dismembered rabbit hole we venture, we realize there might be more to him than we initially thought. 
He isn't looking out for anyone other than himself, and he isn't shy about reminding us of that. While we're given brief clues about the ambiguity surrounding his imprisonment, it's clear from Rex's actions and thoughts that he isn't quite the stand-up hero that some may think he was. As Rex spends a good portion of the film early on tied up, you may worry that the narrative would be stagnant and rather one-note, but here's where the film smartly circumvents this common issue, this being where Rex's subconscious comes into play. Frequently throughout the film, we see a physical manifestation of Rex's subconscious, which O'Toole himself, of course, facilitates. His subconscious expresses much of Rex's repressed thoughts, feelings, and even actions that he's restraining himself from committing. Whether it's Rex's subconscious helping him to plot an escape, acting out his fantasy of throwing a table at the paparazzi hounding him, or impressing upon him that if he doesn't break his restraints, it's going to be big trouble in Little Finland. The back and forth between Rex and his subconscious is a vital part of what makes Bloody Hell work as well as it does. And now for a brief intermission. If you've been enjoying this episode of Daily Horror Habit, please take a moment to subscribe to the show on your preferred streaming platform or leave us a review on iTunes. And thank you for your continued support, and I hope you enjoy the remainder of today's horrifying episode. And O'Toole sells his double duty performance effortlessly as the contrast between his calm but smart-ass demeanor and his subconscious expressing his furious fervor that lies just below the surface makes for a fun dichotomy. To the degree his subconsciousness serves as another character entirely, with the two openly conversing and busting one another's balls. Without this element, the film would lose much of its humor, personality, and at times, charm. Because let's be honest, there can only be so many cannibalism jokes one can endure before sepsis sets in. While the film is occasionally a tad too self-aware humor-wise, I found myself entertained and laughing for a majority of its runtime. Though it isn't just the O'Toole show, as Rex forms a bond with one of the family members, Alia, featuring a debut performance from Meg Frazier, who's looking to break away from her family's twisted traditions. Frazier gives the much calmer performance of the two, which helps to equalize some of Rex's more turbulent and bipolar-esque character traits. My only chief complaint regarding characters is that Alia's family could have been better defined as antagonists. They don't have a great deal of personality or defining traits, other than the mother who constantly calls Alia a bitch and her two brothers who wear creepy masks when they hunt their victims. But other than these rather cosmetic traits, none particularly stand out from one another. Again, it's fortunate that O'Toole's performance is as strong as it is, because you'll only notice antagonists' genericness for a moment before O'Toole captivates the viewer once again. And then there's Bloody Hell's handling of its horror elements, which are equally strong. Never feeling like an afterthought, which is my soapbox gripe with the majority of horror comedies. The film's gory practical work and overall aesthetic is terrific. Whether it's limbs being severed or consumed, Bloody Hell is equally keen on selling its humor with blood-soaked hijinks. The finale of the film is a DIY bloodbath that sees Rex finally able to enact his revenge on those who have tormented him both physically and mentally, throughout the course of the film. Though even when the film is at its bloody and grotesque conclusion, the film never completely abandons its humor, blending laughably creative kills with a barrage of bloodlust. Bloody Hell gets right what so many horror comedies get wrong, in its consistent humor that builds around its well-executed-on horror elements, resulting in us laughing with the film rather than at it. It isn't just taking jabs at played-out genre tropes or comical use of blood for cheap laughs but rather it has its smart-mouthed and quick-witted protagonist trying to get himself out of a truly terrifying predicament, who happens to be just unhinged enough that he takes the entire thing in stride. And Ben O'Toole certainly capitalizes on that persona in a way that I'm not sure many could. 
So, if you're in the mood for a brutal and biting horror comedy, Bloody Hell has you covered, so check it out when it becomes available on video-on-demand platforms on January 14th. And that'll do it for another episode of Daily Horror Habit. I'll see you guys tomorrow for another Daily Horror Movie Review. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to Daily Horror Habit on your preferred streaming service, and follow the show on Instagram at Daily Horror Habit, and on Twitter at Daily Horror Pod for episode updates. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you guys next time.